0: Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedeker. I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford Salisbury Center and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, we recognize miracles, and we celebrate miracles together. Praise God. Uh, The only announcement I have is that... uh, we did the gifts assessment Thursday night, and I did have some people tell me ahead of time they could not make it, and but would like to take the assessment. So I think I will schedule something in September. If you're interested, let me know, and I will set a date up. This morning's memory verse comes from Ephesians four, fourteen. Ephesians four, fourteen. It reads: We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and blown about by every wind of doctrine. By people's trickery by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We invite you into this place where we, your worshipers, are gathered. We praise you for the amazing gifts you've bestowed on us. May we never take it for granted that you chose us from the foundations of the world to be here at this time. Help us to cultivate, nurture, and use the gifts that you've placed in us for your glory and honor. We are nothing without you. We are the writing instruments in the hand of the most capable and creative entity, the great I am, the ancient of days, the Alpha and Omega. May our works be anointed to encourage, edify, chastise, free, heal, save, teach, forgive, bring purpose, expose, and unify your body. May they defeat, confuse, tear down, expose, shame, tread upon, and rebuke the enemy of our souls, the great deceiver and the stealer of destinies. Awaken within us your purpose and release us to new levels of knowledge of you and your kingdom. Holy Spirit, come. You are worthy. Amen. Please join me with the call to worship. We have come together as one, one people, gathered in the name of the one God. We will worship together as one, one community, giving praise and honor to the righteous one. We are being empowered as one by one, one body and one spirit, called to the hope of one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all who is above all, and through all and in all. Now in the name of the three and one we act as one. One people giving witness to the power of one. Amen. This morning's lady scripture comes from Ephesians four twenty-five through chapter five two. Ephesians four twenty-five through chapter five two. It reads this way. So then Putting away all falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful— for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. We move to uh, joys and concerns this morning. Um, We still have a lot of people to pray for, which is awesome. We are a praying community. Uh, We should remain in prayer. We've had some successes, we've had some setbacks. And uh just about an hour ago I went and gave communion to a lady who will be meeting Jesus soon. Um but what a wonderful family uh that was in support of her and, and uh many of them took communion with her. And though it's a sad time in the flesh, it was a it was a blessing to see the family surrounded and believing in Christ and knowing that uh, she'll be going to a better place and she won't be suffering anymore. So, um, just, the Lord knows who it was, so if you would just keep that family in prayer, please. Let us pray. God of steadfast love, your works delight our hearts and expand our thoughts. Your grace and mercy draw us together to praise you and to celebrate your wonderful deeds. Dwell among us today and reign with the lives of each one gathered here, helping us to grow in discernment and understanding. Grant wisdom and courage that we may walk in your ways and keep your commandments. Your word says that when we call out to you, the Eternal One, you will give the order, heal and rescue us from certain death. In the Bible, we've read of miraculous healing, and we believe that you still heal the same way today. We believe there is no illness you cannot heal. Your word tells us of you raising people from the dead, so we ask for your healing for those that need healing, comfort for those who need comforting, and peace for those suffering turmoil in their lives. We ask all this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The title to this morning's message is the hummingbirds, the hummingbirds. Last week, we talked about baseball and Barnabas. I suggested that baseball was a perfect illustration of Paul's discourse on the body and its members. We talked about the difference between teams that encouraged each other and the teams that judged and ridiculed each other. We agreed teams that support and encourage each other have a far greater chance at success than those who don't. We also agreed that individual members who looked out for their own interests instead of the team's interest created dissension within the body. We ended the message with the hope that we would all pray and ask for the Holy Spirit for the gift of encouragement, that we would all become more like Barnabas. Well, it's funny how the Lord works. As I sat in my office preparing this week's message, I watched two hummingbirds fighting over the feeder outside my window. Each time one of the birds landed on the feeder to eat, the other one would swoop down and chase him off. The other one would eventually land to eat, only to be chased off himself. And this went on for about five minutes before they finally agreed to work together. Eventually, one of them sat on top of the feeder and allowed the other one to eat. Then it ate when the first one was finished. As I watched this, I... I realized these hummingbirds were displaying the point of my message last week. You see, by not working together and taking turns, neither one of them got fed. One suffered, so they both suffered. They both suffered because their nature was to compete against each other, or to fight for the food in this case. But when they finally decided to work together, they were both fed. Once one decided to... Bless the other, if you will. They both enjoyed the benefits. So when one rejoiced, they both rejoiced. I felt it was another example of the problems Paul addressed in his letter to the Corinthians. Dissension not only hurts the body, it hurts each individual. We need to abide by the words in Philippians 2, 4, which tells us to let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interest of others. It's no coincidence that when we bless others, we are blessed in return. Proverbs 11.25 assures us, a generous person will be enriched, and one who gives water will get water. Brothers and sisters, the world will give water and lies because that's their nature. But as sons and daughters of God, we're called to be sanctified or set apart from the world. We're called to be forgiving we're called to be generous. We're called to think of others as higher than ourselves. We're called to show the world we are Christians by our love. The most compelling evidence that Christ is alive and triumphant is his activity in the lives of his people, which is us. Our lives should be convincing proof that God continues to work powerfully in the lives of his people. And being generous doesn't just include money. We should be generous with our time, generous with our encouragement, and certainly generous with uplifting words. We all have a part in the kingdom work. We all have a role to play. We're also called to be generous with our talents, our spiritual gifts the Holy Spirit blesses us with to help each other, our church, and to edify Jesus Christ. Romans 12, 4 reminds us, for as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. It goes without saying, it's imperative that we learn what our functions are based on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Fourteen people took the gifts assessment survey Thursday night. I would safely say that all fourteen people's top gift lines right up with their personalities and each agreed that they saw that gift in each one of them. But if you were to ask any of the 14, they'll tell you they were surprised in a few of the areas of gifting that were identified. Now, it's important to point out, this assessment identifies gifts, but that doesn't mean they're spiritual gifts. Some are natural gifts, all given by God, of course, but they aren't spiritual gifts unless they're given by the Holy Spirit to express Express our faith effectively, either in word or deed, for the strengthening of someone else's faith, and to edify Jesus Christ. There are many talented people in the world that have amazing gifts. Think of all the singers, musicians, athletes, and yes, even pastors. They may be blessed with amazing talents, but if they aren't used for the good of the kingdom, they're not spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit blesses us with spiritual gifts as he sees fit for the needs of a church, community, family, the workplace, and all of this is in order to do God's will. Our good friend Judy Lockwood was an amazing painter, but it wasn't made a spiritual gift until she started using that gift to edify Christ. And edify Christ she did. The Holy Spirit can take any natural gift and turn it into a spiritual gift as he sees fit. But we have to recognize the purpose is to help or encourage others to build up their faith and to edify Jesus Christ. As I said last week, we begin by asking the Spirit to identify our gifts. Once he identifies them, we need to pray and ask where and how we are to use those gifts. How we can be a blessing to others and our church body. I believe the days of sitting quietly on our hands every Sunday is coming to an end. I believe Christ continues to close those churches that aren't doing the work of the kingdom. And he will continue to do so as we get closer to his return. For far too many years, Christians have simply come to church on Sunday, checked the done box, and returned to their way of living the rest of the week, myself included. This world can no longer afford to have spectators in churches. We need participants. We can make a difference, not in our power, of course, but through the power and direction of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Henry Henry Varley once said, The world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through the person who is fully and wholly dedicated to him. The world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through the person who is fully and wholly dedicated to him. This would be a good place to remind each other that after prayer, reading the Bible daily is essential to knowing God's will and his promises. Charles Stanley said the sad truth is that many Christians would rather skip reading the Bible than skip something else in their daily routine. Yet God's Word is the foundation of our faith, and we need to feast on it regularly if we're to thrive spiritually. He says daily consumption of Scripture results in a transformed mind, which in turn aligns our perspective, desires, attitudes, words, and choices with the Lord's will. Praying and reading the Bible will help us to understand God's will and His purpose for each one of us. We need to remember, we are the laborers that Jesus talks about in Matthew nine thirty seven through 38. It reads, then he, meaning Jesus, said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We are called to be participants, not spectators, not bystanders. Unfortunately, too many churches are filled with participants who sit in the pews each week but never touch a fellow believer's life. We're called the body of Christ. Our lives are meant to touch, to intersect, and to connect with each other. Hebrews 10.24 tells us, Consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. Interesting, it mentions love first. I guess it makes sense. If everything we do is done out of love, we bring honor to God. And we show the world that we are Christians by our love. And if we lead with love, our deeds will bring glory to God. Before Christ, we acted just like those selfish hummingbirds that competed for food. But once we accepted Christ, we should act more like Christ. People need to know there is hope. And we all know there is no hope outside of Christ. Jesus has significant work for us to do while we wait for his return. The world needs each of us, and our churches, of course, to introduce them to Jesus and then invite them into a life of being fully devoted followers. We need to remember we should imitate God's love for them regardless, no matter how far from God their lives might be. And then we demonstrate in our lives the difference that God's transformation made in our lives. And then we show them how it can make a difference in their lives. Maybe, just maybe, some of those gifts we are blessed with will help us in our ministry. So let's find out what they are and how the Spirit wants us to employ them. Let's bring some people to Christ, brothers and sisters. Let's enlarge his kingdom. Let us pray. Father God, today we thank you for your goodness. You have given us such beautiful days. You bless us richly with goodness daily. We thank you. We praise you. We live in a time of considerable confusion. We ask today for your wisdom as Solomon asked for wisdom. We are often fearful as was Solomon. We live in a time of peril, war, and world unrest. Different and competing interests strive for our attention and loyalty. Help us, O God to pray for wise and discerning spirits. Give us wisdom to know good from evil. Give us wisdom to assess the clamoring voices and concerns with which we're daily bombarded. Give us wisdom so we might learn to be accepting of all the diverse people you've created. Give us wisdom to be peacemakers and mediators of understanding where there's conflict. Give us wisdom when we're in conflict to make it possible both for us and for those with whom we differ to save face and to win and move forward hand in hand. Give us wisdom not to violate any of your creatures by discriminating against them. Give us wisdom to discern what is of ultimate value for our souls and to make wise choices. O oh God, give us wisdom. O oh God, give us discernment. O oh God, give us the will to be faithful. O God, give us the power to love. Amen. As we make melody to God with our hearts and voices, let our hands also be employed in service. We offer ourselves and the fruits of our labor that God may bless and multiply the good to be accomplished through them and us. May our riches be employed for the common benefit of all God's children. We move to the offering and as always, I thank you all. I thank you all. I thank you all. I, you are blessing us so much. And in return, God promises to bless you. We are blessed to be a blessing. So I thank you so much. I assure you, your money is going right back into the community to, to bless others. So let's just keep that line moving. Let us all be a blessing to everyone. Let us pray. God, our time in this life is limited, and our days are numbered. Yet you have reminded us that if we are wise and use that time well, you have an eternity waiting for us that's beyond our imagining. Help us to focus on what we have and what we can share and how the gifts we offer this day can bless others. In Christ we pray. Amen. Go forth into the world, trusting with your hearts the wisdom God bestows upon all who seek to follow God's will. When called to lead... Do so with humility and confidence in God. Be in this world a sign of Jesus' presence. Share compassion with all whom you encounter. Live wisely in God's name and glorify God in all you do. And now receive the benediction. May the grace, mercy, and wisdom of God be your support, guidance, and strength from this day forward and forevermore. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless and keep each and every one of you. Please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless you all.